1: The morning show. The home team. No, it's both. It's the crossover.
0: Crossover! Step back!
1: Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com.
2: Chris Brain from the home team, David Johnston from the morning show. It is episode 93 of the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen uh, in Watkinsville, where it originated and now open in Five Points as well in the uh, famous Old Waffle House location. So definitely go by and uh, check them out. In fact, uh, you know, Jeff. He is – suddenly he's becoming a regular over there. He lives in that area, and he tells me at least once a week, oh, yeah, yeah, I
1: went in there and had pizza and beer, and so good times. That is a great location for where he lives in Five Points, a great location for anybody. Out where I live, and we got the one in Watkinsville, which is like five minutes from where I am. So, we love it, too. So, two great locations.
2: Yeah, that's the easy one to get to from here, too, for yep.
1: uh, for lunch. Exactly. Because you just
2: hop down, what is that, Epps Bridge yeah, now? It's the Oconee Connector. Whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. They widened it, and now you can just fly exactly. on down there. Go to, as fast uh, as you want. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, just tell them if you get pulled over, just tell them we told you. You could. <laughs> yeah. You were. Hey, we were, <laughs> we're standing to fully loaded. Yeah. What do you expect? So uh, definitely go by and check them out now with two locations, and uh, we definitely have got a lot to uh, cover. When last we uh, spoke, uh, in fact, the day we recorded episode ninety-two of this was uh, was last Friday, and. Um, Later on that afternoon came the ultimate Friday news dump, and uh, that was the news that J.J. Holloman was uh, no longer on the Georgia football team for an incident that happened following the 2018 G-Day game. So this was something that had uh, happened over a year ago, but uh, the victim, he was accused of assault, uh, came forward, I guess, uh, early in June. And Kirby acted swiftly, and I think appropriately, and uh, Holloman now is in the transfer
1: portal. So here's some questions about all of this. I agree with you. If he hit the girl, he should be gone and, and hate that this whole situation happened. So what was the timeline of this whole year in between the incident? Do we know that? I guess we don't really know. Okay, yeah. okay. Why there was a whole year that went on and. No one, like the coaches or anything, were aware of this for the entire year. It
2: doesn't sound yeah, like. Yeah, that's what
1: I was thinking. It sounds too. like the
2: victim uh, told police in in early June of this year what had happened. Now I don't know what their relationship went on to be between when it happened yeah. and and in June, but yeah, and I don't think this is something that Georgia's coaches just ignored
1: right. and suddenly like, uh oh, now it's becoming public. And he did admit that he hit her. I think that was part of it yes. too. He
2: also he did admit to choking her too, but he he claims that, that happened during sex and not as part of
1: okay. a brawl. All right. So All right, yeah. So but as far as the hitting her thing, yes, he did admit. He's to not that denying also. that. So you bring up the transfer portal, and my next question is because Georgia fans love to throw out. Well, now Auburn will take him. That'll be yeah. his next destination. Yeah, <laughs> But yes, but can he go to Auburn? or not because of the SEC's policy about domestic violence, or was he technically ever, was he arre- no, arrested? he's
2: not charged with anything.
1: So okay. It's
2: case closed, because she's not pressing charges, but
1: she just went and, I guess, did a police okay. report. Okay, so, so in this instance, the SEC's rule doesn't apply? I don't know. Okay. In fact, I is did did that rule ever become? And I guess
2: it stemmed from when Alabama took Jonathan Taylor. Right. That's where it all started. Did and I know the SEC then wanted to implement some sort of a policy that you can't just take players from a, that are kicked out of um, of other schools. But I don't know if that ever became official or if that's something that's not enforceable with the new transfer portal i that's a that's a good question i don't know
1: um yeah which i'm trying to the the sec misconduct rule was passed what a couple of years ago i guess yeah because it was pretty much in the wake of you're right of, it was the jonathan yeah. taylor alabama trying to take him nick saban wanted to rehabilitate him right but it does i'm just Googled up it says uh, and I guess this was in 20 maybe 16 potentially that seems about right it yeah. says the SEC has a rule that prevents now this is graduate transfers with serious misconduct on their record and now it says the SEC has passed the rule in close proximity to the media spotlight on Jonathan Taylor an arrest for domestic, violence charges that got him dismissed from georgia now the sec bans transfers with sexual assault domestic violence or other forms of sexual violence at their previous school okay but but it doesn't say if that means an arrest or just an accusation accusation yeah which is where the
2: gray area could be with uh with holloman we'll find out i guess yeah but you know, obvi- the the reason Auburn ends up becoming the butt of the jokes is because they did uh, end up acquiring Nick Marshall and Trey Matthews. So they've had a habit of taking guys from Georgia who have been kicked out of yeah, Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Although those two weren't kicked out for domestic violence Correct.
1: issues. Yeah, that's the thing.
2: Right. So um, I'm trying. Who was the recruit we had? Was it Deontay Demery? Yeah. That-
1: De- let's see was
2: that yes the one from Brunswick yeah because I think he's at like Florida International now okay but he did end up you know he's down there with with Butch Davis so he ended up somewhere but I don't you know I mean it'll be interesting with Holloman whether or not schools treat the accusation but you know maybe there's the wiggle room that there's no actual police charges and there's no case pending against him it's basically just uh
1: it's uh you know the matter is closed but in the the situation with uh, with Demery too, was there actually there was an arrest? He actually was arrested, right? Yes, I, and that was when he was here. It was down. He was on, downtown, I think, like on a G day weekend, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, a few years ago. Okay, so the fact that we haven't heard much from him, I guess that's – I mean, that does, maybe that's a good thing. You know, maybe he's – I don't know. Is right.
2: He? But I guess it also shows you – know, there's a guy that Georgia was going to sign, but it's not like some other powerhouse right. program just went and like, oh, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll take, take him. him yeah. So, I mean, he ends up at Florida International. He had gone
1: JUCO. I don't know which JUCO, but now he's a returning starter for them at left tackle. yeah So, yeah. May, hope maybe he's – Trying yeah. to get it figured out, hopefully so. And maybe
2: that's, you know, does Holloman end up? Does Maybe we'll see him on Last Chance U.
1: The thing about you Holloman, know. I think, that is what the Georgia fans are saddened about is that his mom was on Twitter a lot, and she seemed real – she was always supportive of the program and always had positive, uplifting things to say and seemed to be a really good promoter of the program. You know, she was your ultimate kind of like player's mom. And I'm sure she's crushed over all of this stuff, too. But I I would like to think that she understands that you you make a mistake, especially one like this, you're going to have to pay the price for it. And unfortunately for Holloman... He's getting kicked off the team and now having to transfer schools.
2: Yeah. And I think, too, in just the, at this time, too, for a coach, if you're Kirby and there's, you don't even, even if there's gray area, but you just probably don't even want to invite the scrutiny of saying, like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep him and give him another chance. And then you're just, then everyone descends on you and it's something else you have to
1: deal with. So, well, I think that's the policy, right? You, if you hit a girl, you hit a female. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah, and I mean, I, I support that. It. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I I totally did. Yeah,
2: he didn't say it didn't happen. Exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. He's not disputing it. And I don't know him personally. Neither of us know him personally. But he made a bad mistake, and hopefully, he can, you know, get it figured out and and do good things in life. But unfortunately, that was a bad incident for him.
2: Well Dave, all I know now is we just have no wide receivers. Yeah, who's going to
1: catch the ball? So,
2: he was and I mean everyone has seen it cuz it's uh, you know, it's getting thrown out there. You got Tyler Simmons returns with nine catches as far as our wide receiving position goes. Our leading returning receiver now is DeAndre Swift, who had 30 something catches last season, but uh Tyler Simmons had I think nine grabs and Trey Blunt had two, two or three. So, you're talking about uh, you know, 12 11 12 something like that catches coming back for georgia next season so the uh the crop is definitely thin but as i've I've pointed out okay the that's that's not inaccurate are the the production from guys who play the position of wide receiver but georgia does have on its roster
1: you beat me to my next point
2: here. yes A receiver who caught 50 passes in college as a freshman, and another guy who led Miami in touchdown catches last season and has
1: caught nine touchdowns for them over the last two years. Yes. So Lawrence Cager, who comes from Miami, I would say has some pretty decent experience. Yes. Demetrius Robertson, who comes back to the state of Georgia via Cal, I would say has some decent experience collegiate experience in catching passes. So you throw in some guys with a lot of potential like a Matt Landers, these freshmen, Pickens and Blaylock. You mentioned a couple of other guys that have caught some passes. Is Georgia going to be horrible at the receiver position or not? No. I don't think so either.
2: No. My my bigger concern – possibly with the receiving core. And the one thing that those guys have done over the last couple of years, which at times has gotten overlooked because they're receivers and you only pay attention to when they catch passes right? or also drop passes, I that guess. Too. But it's their blocking. And that's been a big key, I think, to, to those guys getting playing time with Kirby in this offense is their ability to block downfield and how many times they've sprung runs that have gone for – you know, ten or twenty more yards, yeah. in addition to what had already been picked up, or even maybe gone the distance because of some block that they've they've been holding downfield. So, you know, with you know, with like a guy like Demetrius Robertson, you know, that would be something to to think about. Now, Cager's a big guy, and the the guys that have already been in the program, I'm sure, have been they've been trained on that front. So, yeah, it's just I George, Jake Fromm's going to find guys that can. Uh, that he can throw to, that can that can catch balls, and I don't even know why it's you know just writing off that. Well, these freshmen that are coming in, maybe we can wean them along, and by the end of the year, they can be really good. And I'll just bring up Alabama in 2015, who had to replace Amari Cooper, and Riley Ridley came in there, and they threw 126 balls to him, and he caught 89 as a true freshman. So uh, I I don't I don't you know. So to me, it's like why couldn't Blaylock or Pickens be ready to go in as we record this yeah. 65 days and uh, be heavily targeted at Vanderbilt cuz Calvin Ridley
1: was cuz i i think they will be yeah i i mean if they're the best receivers then they're going to be on the field they're going to play yeah i am I'm, I'm not losing sleep over this no nor situation at all
2: the, there's one guy on the team right now that if you told me was not on the team by the time we start with Vanderbilt, that I would
1: sweat this season yes. and he wears number eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. His initials are JF. Yes. Yes. So if some
2: if something happens to him, we're in trouble. But until that happens,
1: I think we're gonna be just fine. Now, in the world of uh of losing players, Georgia did lose a verbal commitment. In the big, I guess he's a guard. He's a, I guess he's projected to be a guard, Accio. Yeah. And it's uh, one of those where do you buy? Uh, my mom's sick, and I want to stay closer to home. That thing, or is it? Do you think it's? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound, uh, you know, horrible. Or is it one where? I don't know. This is a guy that eh, we just kind of. He might have gotten squeezed out a little bit, and now he's going to Texas A&M.
2: Oh, I I mean, I don't know. I guess I kind of buy that his his mom
1: is sick. That's I what I was yeah, saying. I don't too. know why we would suddenly not not want him. No, I, well, you know how sometimes there's there's some guys that they're committed and then they're then they're not. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. But I don't think that's the case here. I'm asking someone asked me that and I'm like, I hadn't even thought about that. I I just heard his mom wasn't uh
2: yeah, doing well. I I I think that's the uh that's the 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 fan base that when you lose a guy suddenly we
1: didn't want him anyway yeah that's yeah. probably it it's yeah. like oh
2: well if he's not coming here then we must have told so, him we didn't yeah. want him yeah, yeah. exactly I, yeah I'm I'm guessing when you look at his recruiting rankings and his size and everything like no we wanted that <laughs> yeah, guy exactly and he's going to Texas A&M it's not like he's going to Sam Houston State all right. of a sudden exactly
1: exactly so, exactly
2: yeah I buy that but we've still got three linemen committed and uh, you know now we'll have to certainly. Add another one somewhere along the way to replace him, and I think Georgia probably had, you know, ha- was looking to at least sign one more in oh, yeah. five by yeah. the time they, we get to signing day in December.
1: The the three that Georgia has right now are all outstanding, including that Broderick Jones from Lithonia, and um, uh, I guess Accio, was was he might have been a guard prospect more than a tackle prospect, but. It sounds like uh, Georgia's going to be just fine. There could be a couple more offensive line additions that'll be that'll be put into this recruiting class, and I guess the only way Georgia could face Akio is if he were well, other than the SEC championship game. But like if he goes A and M, I guess the only other way they'd see him, he could be a fifth year senior. When Georgia goes to College Station,
2: yeah, we'll see Brock Vandegrift before we ever see him.
1: <laughs> I think you're right about that. Yes. So yeah,
2: I know we talked about him last week on it, and uh, just to want to remind him if he if he downloads our podcast that Lincoln Riley will be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys when he
1: gets out there. Yeah. The other, few... I know we got a break. Corey Wren out of New Orleans sounds like he's just a burner. He's a good athlete. I'm glad to know we're recruiting good athletes. Yeah. Well, I'm troubled worried. by the fact that he's only three stars, yeah. though, Dave. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah. What's going on there? It's just going to bring the bring the ratings down, bring the class rankings down. Yeah,
2: between him and the zero-star kicker, Jared Zirkle. <laughs> I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna struggle to crack the top ten. It's
1: gonna be just a brutal cycle for the dogs. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> there's
2: the uh, there's your Georgia football update for the week, which was the big news was uh, JJ Holloman. and it's uh, look look not to completely like soften it. It's Georgia's definitely thin at wide receiver yeah. now. I mean, it's not a good thing that the dogs are going into this off season and you know eventually training camp and having to kind of rediscover who Fromm's go to guys are going to be, but He'll figure it out. Yes, he will. So, in fact, he's probably doing it as we speak. Yeah, I mean, we've been recruiting at a at a high level the last couple of years. Yeah. So these guys that have been in the program that we haven't seen yet or catch any passes, like they were recruited for a reason. Yeah. Though. And we'll just uh, we'll we'll learn all about them. Or more to the point, the defending baseball champion Vanderbilt Commog- Commodores will learn all about them. That's correct. On opening night. All right, it's the Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, also now open in five points. A brief pause, and then we'll uh, come back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, Braves. Are they running away with the NL East all of a sudden? It's the Crossover Podcast. Download us on iTunes. Subscribe to us there as well, or listen anytime on demand at 960theref.com.
0: True Italian food has returned to Five Points and brought some friends along because Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is now open in Five Points, Athens. At the new Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, you'll find all your Italian favorites from pizza to calzones and baked ziti, along with sandwiches, salads, wings, and more, plus a full bar for beer, wine, and cocktails. It's time to eat at the now open Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and also in the Manders Crossing Shopping Center
2: off Mars Hill Road in Wa Waco- all right, episode 93, the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville. Chris Brame, David Johnston back with you for the uh, second half as we are about to, I mean we're, we're heading in, we're, as we record this, it's one week to the 4th of July, the, uh, the all-star break is coming up and the Braves have a five and a half game lead all of a sudden in the NL East. After winning uh, two games from the Cubs, as we record this, they have a fourth one coming up this afternoon. But the Braves right now, looking back at a year ago this time, are three wins better in the win column. They have the same number of losses. And they were three and a half games up on the Phillies a year ago at this time. Now they're five and a half up. So they're tracking better right now than they were this time a year ago. And really... They they do look like they're they're getting pretty close to being a lock to win the division.
1: Do you feel like and and this is my only little thing with where they are? And by the way, we're exactly at the halfway with eighty one games, right? So they're on pace to win ninety six. Uh, now with with Smoltz and Glavin and Maddox, you had a you had a a trio of starters there that it was probably going to be impossible to have a long losing streak just because those guys were so good, the starting pitching. They were more susceptible in a, in a baseball postseason series than they were over the long haul. Do you feel like this Braves team, though, could, because some of – you know, right now the bullpen almost looks like it's better than the starting pitching because of the starting pitching, because Fulty has now gone, uh, Teron, you know, we he'll have a good outing and a batting. You know, what's going on with him? Could this Braves team go on a six or seven game losing streak because of the starting pitching? Does that does that you know cause you to you know back away a little bit? They could, but you know I there was a, that stretch this month
2: where they swept the Pirates, and uh, you know when they really went on that roll to, to to turn it around where they were trailing the Phillies and now they're up five and a half where the pitching really wasn't great but the offense just yeah. started mashing and they were winning all these games they were scoring a lot of runs they also had a pretty uh, they were like undefeated in one run games or something like that
1: They did have a slew of close games that they won Yeah, yeah. That's the
2: one thing they they I think they've yeah I mean I think they've won pretty much every one run game they've played here over the last uh the last month or so
1: well, in that stretch that you're talking about, they beat the Marlins one zip. They beat the Marlins 7-6 in extra innings. They had an 8-7 extra innings win over the Pirates. They had a 6-5 win over the Pirates. They had that 9-8 come-from-behind win over the Phillies. Uh, so, yeah, they've they've won some close games. I don't know, do, do those things have a, a way of evening out? Usually they do. Yeah, but maybe not to the extent where you're going to blow a big lead. I mean, five a five-and-a-half game lead at the midpoint of the season, you're glad to have it, but that's by no means a, a lock to be in the playoffs or anything like that. So, it's not like they can rest on their laurels. I guess that's what I'm concerned about is the, the pitching. Fulte's not there. He's had a terrible year. Tehran, I mean, you know what you've got with that guy. You know what you got with that guy? You don't know what you've got with that guy. You don't know what guy.
2: you have with that guy, yeah, no. Yeah, that's
1: what you've got with I mean, that he guy.
2: I was, he was like trending toward with his – from his month of May and then, like, his first three starts in June where it's like, this guy might be an (laughs) all-star. And then his last two starts, he's like, oh, no. A
1: disaster.
2: It's Julio. Yeah,
1: he's given up 13 runs in eight innings. Yeah,
2: like, you know, then Freed had looked like he had hit a little bit of a wall. His last two starts, he's gotten back on track. Soroka's the one steady one, but I I almost think the Braves ought to just let him rest uh, through the rest the break. I mean, what
1: would he miss, two starts? You know, he's pitching tomorrow night and then I guess he'd have one next week. Have they announced he is gonna start? The, or? That is the thing. Yeah, I think that's what they said. They expect to, as of right uh, now, he's expected to start tomorrow night.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Ho- so, hope you know, yeah. they they know better than I do, but the guy got hit right on the uh that forearm there. So But I he know. is he's been the one guy I, I absolutely trust. The 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 thing with the bullpen is there's Essentially there's no closer. I know Luke Jackson is the main one, but you know, he had pitched one night so Minter came in. And this guy Swarzak, who's been a big contributor to why the bullpen suddenly looks good, who's given up one run since Atlanta got him. He's a 33-year-old journeyman who's pitched for eight different teams. <laughs> yep. I mean, I I would I would think that this is something that that that's not going to last this level that he's on right now. It's a good wave to be riding while you got it. But I would think that there's some there's a correction that would be due for him at some point this summer.
1: Yeah, you would you would think so, too. And uh, there's a reason he's in his early 30s and he's played for 18. Right. How often does a guy I mean, I guess, you know, there are instances where guys have found a pitch that they didn't have before. And it's Resurrected their career and all that kind of stuff. Dennis Eckersley was a uh, he was a good he was an okay starting yeah. pitcher. And then he became a great closer, great reliever. Wasn't Steve
2: Bedrosian, Bedrosian like Bedrosian that?
1: Bedrosian had the same thing. He I ended believe. up winning a Cy. But he, he won a Cy, Cy Young, Young as yeah. a
2: starter or a reliever.
1: I believe as a reliever.
2: Yeah, because he was a starter, and then when he went to yeah. the Phillies, yeah, 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 they yeah.
1: changed him around. So it's not like there aren't cases of that happening before, but. It, you know, it seems unlikely, which still makes you think, all right, now, and it would be weird today if the Braves have to face Kimbrell because he's I think activated by the Cubs today, but what would uh, the Braves need if they could get Madison Bumgarner and then that Will Smith with him? I mean, I don't know how much they would have to give up for that. It'd obviously be if I were the Giants, I'd ask for a lot. Could they get him? I mean, what do, what do the Braves have to do? I guess that's the thing.
2: Yeah, the tricky thing with Bumgarner, I guess he is a free agent. Yeah,
1: he'd be a rental potentially.
2: Yeah. Um, so you'd want to be careful not to give up too much, although yeah. you also have to if – if it does come with a World Series title, then it would be worth it in yep, the end. Yeah, I agree. Um. You know, another interesting one too potentially could be Grinky at Arizona, who yeah. I think has a couple years left on his current deal. So he would be more than a – than a rental and I like the idea too of maybe those two Dodgers division rivals being willing to help out the Braves (laughs) if it meant uh the Dodgers not getting back to the World Series
1: boy they look good though uh
2: yeah I know but I honestly mean that's my I think the with that trade deadline coming in July and now it is that is it that's the trade deadline there's none of the deals after
1: right where there's waivers Nope. This yeah, this changed this year. Yes, yeah, I mean, so July thirty first.
2: You got to make your moves. Yeah. I think that the Braves have to go into that thinking: what is what do we need to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs? Right, right. I mean, right now this te- this you would not beat the
1: Dodgers in the playoffs with Luke Jackson as your closer. Although it is kind of weird on this. Have you looked at the ML balloting th- MLB balloting thing? Yeah, I voted in it. You did vote in it. Okay. Yeah, in fact, did it I, dawn, so- did it dawn on you when you were looking at it? There's only like two Dodger outfielders. And that's it to vote on? And weren't they the only two Dodgers, period? That's what I'm saying. That was it. It's yeah. like, if you just looked at this thing, you'd think the Dodgers were terrible. No, the, the Braves and the Cubs had the most players. <laughs> I know, exactly. And I know there'll be players added, that this is just for the starters. But if you just look at the, the players that you can vote on, there's like no Dodgers. And they're on a pace to win 110 games this year.
2: Yeah, the only Dodgers are Bellinger and Peterson. Yeah. But and none of it. the other
1: positions. No. I'm pretty sure they've got good players at other positions.
2: Yeah, but you know it's that pitching rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That's Between Bueller. Uh, Bueller,
1: Kershaw, Maeda, yeah. and then, uh, Ryu. Ryu, yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic. Although their bullpen – they got. Uh, does every team have bullpen issues? Yeah, it, uh, it appears yeah. that way. Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is going to make it a little bit. You know, we're talking about the Braves. If everybody's trying to get the same person who's willing to give up the most to get them, That's
2: yeah. the big Which, big question. And but what 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 we've seen from the Braves is that like it won't be them. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so we know that exactly. But yeah, the current up. I'm looking at it right now. The update. Freeman is leading at first. That Cattell Marte from the Diamondbacks is ahead of Albies right now. Nolan Arenado's is ahead of Donaldson. Duant, Swanson, Swanson's in third at short behind Baez and Story. Yeah, McCann is trailing at catcher behind Wilson Contreras. <laughs> uh,
1: Whose brother is in the Braves organization.
2: Yeah. Because yeah. there were some people floating the idea that he got mad the other night at the Braves because the Braves drafted a catcher. Oh, and was pushing his brother, I guess, out of the limelight. And it's like, no, he was mad because he was arguing with the ump and Tyler Flowers stuck his nose in his business. Yeah, that's what he was. That's what he was mad about. And then so he yelled at Flowers and then Flowers got mad at him. But it's like, well, stop sticking your nose in his business. He won't
1: get mad at you. The Braves sure are a chippy team, aren't they, they? They
2: are, and it's they've got like this great mix of like a and Albies yeah. and these fun young players. But if they could get rid of Donaldson, McCann, and Flowers, they'd be a fun team.
1: <laughs> the problem, the problem with uh, McCann and Flowers is they're like one of the best hitting catcher combination, uh, catchers in the league. I
2: know, but they're they're crusty, no fun guys. And then you know Donaldson's out there; he gets. His yeah. jersey gets grazed, and he gets mad. Meanwhile, so you don't want him to get Bumgarner then, right? Because he's no, as dusty as they are. I don't. That was the first hit he had ever given
1: up against that guy, and he was mad at him because <laughs> the the guy that ball bought a first class seat in Honolulu. He told him, "If you don't want me to stare at it, go fish it out of the ocean."
2: <laughs> but I because I went and looked, and I'm like, that guy was O and he was O for seven against Bumgarner prior right. to that. And And then then, so the first time he gets a hit off of a Bumgarner Bumgarner can't stand stand it. it. So, yeah, I actually don't want Bumgarner. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, somebody asked me if I had voted, and I I said, yes, I voted for every brave, but – donaldson i but
1: legitimately I, other than freeman and by the way the first base position in the national league you could have like five or six guys you could make
2: a case for bell over freeman oh
1: bell's having an unbelievable year yeah. i like him too dave bell has a higher war oh well there you go yeah yeah who's got the highest war that's who i'm voting for that's but usually. honestly freeman and then um acuna I, acuna yeah. and and i don't know as much about the the guy, the second baseman from arizona other than he's got like 24 25 homers. He's hit a ton of home runs. And
2: Mustakas has hit 20 something homers yeah, too.
1: Yeah. And, and Albies is having a great year. Yeah, i
2: homered it up there and voted for Albies. Yeah.
1: But yeah, but legit. i mean i would say if you had freeman in the starting lineup, if you had acuña in the starting lineup. That's pretty good right there.
2: Yeah, I think those are the two that deserve yeah, it. I mean, I right now it's Yelich, Bellinger, and Acuna are the top three. That's what I voted for. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. And there, I mean, McCann, look, guy shouldn't be in the – I mean, that's just
2: – I forgot I didn't vote for him either. Yeah, I voted I was, for Contreras yeah. there, and then I voted – I did vote for Dan- Dansby, though.
1: Yeah, he's – hey, he's on pace to hit 30 homers.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now Baez and Story do have better numbers, but yeah. I still voted for Dansby.
1: Hey, why not? Yeah,
2: I homered it up there. There,
1: there you go. No, you didn't vote for any Marlins? I don't I, guess there was the opportunity to do that, was there? Yeah. Former Marlins, Christian Yellich. Yeah,
2: plenty of those. Yeah.
1: Maybe was Jay... Muto. can you vote for him? He didn't even make the cut. He did didn't he? make the cut. Back. That's. A, there's no Phillies. Not even Harper. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't Riamuto the one that hit the ball that hit off of... Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the Braves did try and get him, Yeah, but, yeah.
1: They were interested in him. Yeah, But, he, hey... You can't. I mean, with and Flowers and McCanns. Look at their numbers. They've kind of like their numbers are almost exactly the same. Like they've split the at bats, the starts, and all that stuff. And I mean, they've been a good comment. It's like what Flowers and um, Suzuki Suzuki were.
2: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, even though the Braves haven't really had that prospect, but they've been able to patch it up with uh, with that platoon the last three, four years, and it has. It's worked. It's worked.
1: For now, anyway, and it's not like one. It's not like a pitcher has his own catcher. I don't think. Yeah,
2: it's not like uh, Maddox, Maddox with.
1: I can't have Javi Lopez catching me.
2: What was that guy? The his catcher Ma- was it
1: Eddie Perez? That, or no? He, was it? It was
2: Eddie Perez. Yeah. yeah. But
1: it was always I thought I there don't...
2: was another. There was another one too. It may have
1: been. I just remember it was like Lopez didn't catch Maddox.
2: I know, and then everyone always was suspicious that there was some like rift or something. I
1: know. <laughs> It's like, they can't catch every Uh, day. It
2: was like, oh, Maddox must have slept with his wife or something. Or vice versa. Who knows? Yeah. It worked out pretty well. Uh, All right, we appreciate you checking us out uh, today. The Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Watkinsville. Again, uh, hit the iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us a little rating there, review us, or you can listen anytime on demand at 960theref.com. Uh, we're not gonna
1: we're gonna be go, dark. We're next out week. next week, All right. aren't we? We're so gonna be dark
2: next week. That's the big dark, industry so we'll term. We'll be back
1: in two weeks. So we'll be able to break down that all-star game. We'll break that down and also uh, to uh, SEC Con. SEC Con starts up the following week. Yeah, so we'll have uh, Kirby's on the podium on July sixteenth.
2: We'll be able to recap that. We'll talk about, you know, anything that comes out of Mullen's
1: mouth. we'll, we'll have a show before that. Oh, do we? Yeah. So, okay. our next time up will be on the 11th. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, on my yeah. head. I thought SECCon yeah, was that week. Yeah, and then, then SECCon's the following week. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, we'll get to... We'll preview SECCon. We'll, we'll preview SECCon, SEC Con and I get, I'm hoping by then we'll know what players are going. Yeah.
2: Um, that hasn't been
1: released. No, I know, but they usually do do that pretty decent in yeah, advance. Yeah, I would have I thought we'd known by now, but... Heck, Jeff was telling me we the we don't even know the Georgia soccer schedule, and they start, like, in August. Oh, really? <laughs> so I don't know, it's like, the SEC not releasing schedules now until six weeks ahead of time? That's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. Yeah. Either. But anyway, have a have a safe and happy fourth next week. Yeah, you too. Thank and you. Uh, we'll see you
2: again, I guess, in two weeks. The Crossover Podcast, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, here on
1: 960theref.com. You've been listening to The Crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team,